Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man, and indeed, it is the Two Guys in a Mic Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Almost called it a Tuesday, second day back at work. Of course, 4th of July, Monday. Puts the weekend to fast forward. It's a beautiful thing. It'll be Friday before we know it. David Olson, our producer, other side of the glass, the coach of the big dog, bringing you sports talk and more right up until 11 o'clock. We are interspersed by the outstanding, soon-to-be award-winning music of the TalkZone.com. Enjoy for nine and a half seconds. Thank you very much, Senor Olson, on the side of the glass. Our phone number here, if you want to check in, 888-463-6748. Big Dog not on the line yet. We might not even get him today because... If I remember correctly, David, he was going to go to the U2 concert last night. So if you know anything about De- uh, about Joel out on the town, a rock concert, etc., uh, I would say the odds are probably, let's go 65-35 against the big dog, uh, probably oversleeping his alarm clock today. We will see. But, uh, Joel, if you're out there and you're a little uh, slightly recuperating from last night and you forgot the phone number, it's 888-463-6748. Plenty to talk about baseball and more. Uh, the Cubs lose. The Sox lose. we got Tour de France highlights to bring you stage-to-stage coverage of the Tour de France right here on the Two Guys at a Mic show. Uh, also want to talk about the All-Star game. We didn't get into that. Some of the All-Star balloting. we got World Cup United States. Taking on Sweden in the final round of pool play. We got that game coming up at 145 today. Lots to talk about, including, of course, Joel's visit at the U2 concert. We'll get all the details and more. Let us welcome in. He defeated the odds. We said the odds are about 65-35 against the big dog coming on the show today after the U2 concert. But here he is, unless you never know, David. It could be one of many. Big dog impersonators out there. They're starting to call him. But I think it's the real guy. Joel Redwanski checking in. Big dog, how are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Coach. I don't know if I can actually prove that it's me, considering that I probably don't sound like the normal me right now. It's true. It's true. You do, you sound a little um, stale is, is the nicest way I could put it. Did you say stale? A little stale. Well, I, I was definitely fresh last night. What That's... a show. 80,000 people rocked in Soldier Field. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, Coach? You know, uh, you know, my, the girlfriend was going to get a ticket beforehand. I'm like, do not buy a ticket. I will get one there. She's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Well, we go there, meet a, meet a guy by the name of Dominic. Okay. And, uh, while we're there, he gives us, uh, tickets that are cheaper than face value. Mm -hmm. It's already a deal than buying them from the, from Soldier Field. And I can tell he was Puerto Rican because he looked just like my buddy Eddie, Eddie Ortiz. Wait a minute. Dominic? Was Puerto Rican? I asked him what his name is. Oh, it's Dominic. Right oh. when he said that, I thought the guy was Puerto Rican. Okay. He looks just like my buddy, uh, Eddie. So, and I know one thing. Eddie hates it when people say, hey, are you Mexican? Mm-hmm. He hates that. So I made it a point to be like, hey, when he said his name is Dominic, I'm like, are you Italian or are you Puerto Rican? And he looked <laughs> at me. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Right after I said that, he invites it up to the box that he had. And then so instead of sitting in the $40 seats that we paid that were underpriced, 
we end up sitting in the box with them, with all the and with all the bathroom facilities and and uh, oh, it was beautiful, coach. It was, I, it was so phenomenal. you you show up without tickets, just looking to get into one of the most popular rock concerts in the city at Soldier Field, and you are here to tell me through the gift of grace and the gift of gab that you uh, aspire to that you ended out in a box seats. Yeah, yeah, the, for the U two concert. Yes, in the box. That's unbelievable. unbelievable seats. The you know like, air conditioning was was legitimately a foot behind us if we mm-hmm. needed to get in because it was like people were overheating, especially when they started playing Elevation, Coach. Oh my goodness, it was it was what a show! It was awesome. I mean, it was awesome. So uh, no truth to the rumor that you got in, uh, but budget wise, you could not afford to get your girlfriend in. She stayed on the outside. By the by, the grace of grace, she was able to get in also, Coach. Okay, beautiful. I thought maybe you, you know. Went your, separate, went your separate ways or something. You know, I love the fact she's like, you know, I, I don't know any U2 songs. I don't know any U2 songs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she just wanted to see a concert. And she knows how much I like the band. So mm-hmm. uh, we know. And uh, the beautiful thing is, she's like, oh, I know this song. Oh, I know this song. I'm like, I knew you would. It's like, everybody see, I, knows who U2 is. I so. would have been I would have been like your girlfriend. I could, right now, I could not name you a single U2 song. And like her, I would probably... Uh, you know, recognize some of them, and I would enjoy seeing a concert. But no, I couldn't sit here and tell you a single U2 song at this point. With or without you, Coach? What's that? I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Oh, that I, 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 I enjoy that song. I didn't know it was U2. <laughs> I thought that was Bonnie Wraith. Oh, no, 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 that, 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 that's Bono. Not Bonnie, Bono. <laughs> oh, it's close. Yeah, not bad, not bad. They, uh-huh. they both have great hair. You, to, you know, they both have that. <laughs> Do they have that really cool surround around uh, spaceship on top with the uh, kind of a brand new video for rock concerts, right? You can see 360. Coach, it was unbelievable. That stage, you two always, okay, there, there's like certain bands, like, like, like legitimately, Coach, Pearl Jam comes out there mm-hmm. and there's nothing on the stage. And they just rock out for three and a half hours and you leave like, wow, I, I can't believe what I just saw. The Grateful Dead were the same way. U2 spares no expense. They're like Pink Floyd. They put on a whole entire extravaganza. I've been to every single U2 tour since 1994, Coach, whether it be Zoo Station or no matter what they did. And every single year they outdo themselves in terms of stage. Mm -hmm. And the best thing is they become more uh, politically aware and and socially conscious every single single season. i got to tell you something. When I... You know, I was talking to somebody that before we moved to the box seat yesterday, and they were like, wow, look at all the information they're giving on that on that gigantic spaceship that you're talking about. Just crazy stuff like today there'll be today alone there'll be 987,000 mm-hmm. phones sold in the world. Mm-hmm. Like less than, almost a million phones will be sold, sold today, cell phones. Uh, and there's, I mean, there's stuff. How many people are going to die? How many people died of AIDS that day? You just name it. How many people starved to death? Mm-hmm. You know, it was just unbelievable. It just kept the information just keeps coming and coming and coming. And uh, it just reminded me that in 2002 at the United Center, this was like like January of 2002, YouTube put on like five shows in a row, and I went to all five of them. Wow. And afterwards, I mean, like just during the whole entire show, all they did was just put up names of 9-11 victims. They didn't have anything mm-hmm. else on the stage. That's all they did. The whole entire show, name would come up. I find that very cool, too. And Bono was in the very forefront of uh, not just rockers, but celebrities as far as, uh, you know, being socially conscious and not just 
you know, getting his name out there, but for really, really being actively involved and doing some some uh, solid good and trying to get people involved. I think he's got the, the one campaign, right, is Bono? Oh, Which is a very big web campaign. I know he's connected with a lot of stuff. He's put a lot of effort into it. And again, it's not just show similar to superstar actor George Clooney, who, you know, he's got, you know, the whole good looks movie star type thing, but he is very, very actively involved. And again, it's not just in show only. It's, it, it's for real. And guys like that, some others, you would not say the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I would imagine, Big Dog, when that stuff happens for however many years ago and even last night when they, when they put, information like that there's got to be a lot of people that are turned off by that that i don't want that interfering with my entertainment i like you are motivated by it i think it's cool but uh probably more people than not disagree with that message coach okay uh, i shouldn't say disagree with the message you go if you go to a a youtube concert Mm -hmm. and you get upset about those about the stuff they're putting up there like that then don't sing every single lyric of every single song that they play because that's the same exact measure that they're getting out there is be a decent human being, mm-hmm. take care of yourself, and help other people. I mean, that's basically what it's all about. So, like, if uh, if you go to one of those concerts and are upset about that type of stuff, uh-huh. you totally miss the point, and you're a douchebag anyway, so why okay. do you go to the concert? I agree with that, but but are you do you then disagreeing with me? So you think most people are okay with that? Absolutely. Okay. Anybody, i got to tell you something. There's certain bands, like, you go to a Pearl Jam concert, coach, mm-hmm. you bump into somebody in the parking lot, and they'll say, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Okay, you know, you go to other bands' concerts, you bump into somebody in a parking lot, and you're in a fist fight. Do you know what I'm saying? There's, like, people at YouTube concerts are there, and they understand that there's more than okay. just music. And and, cool. and if you don't understand the inspiration behind YouTube music, mm-hmm. then you might as well just, why are you even there? Okay. Are you there just because oh, you want to be around all the beautiful people? And by the way, Coach, the beautiful people were out last <laughs> night. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And, and Coach, I just want to let you know, last night, I, I have to admit, I, I, I dress like a hipster doofus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just I try to dress as cool as possible. And I got a, One of my buddies had a hat, and I legitimately matched my hat to my, <laughs> my shorts and my shirt yesterday. And people are like, you mean, where'd you get that hat? When you say hat, like the like fedora-style look? Oh, I'm telling you, you know, it's like a Bear Bryant hat. Oh, cool. I, got a, I was wearing a fedora oh, a little, last night. A little double net action, huh? With a, a Calvin Klein, like, really tight shirt to show off my muscles. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was quite a look that I had going on yesterday for at the YouTube uh-huh. show. But you got so, outstyled by a lot of other people, huh? I, I, I very few, just a handful uh-huh. of people, and all of them were women. I would like to mind you, that all the only people that outdressed me yesterday were women. Well, that's... One of them was one of them was the girlfriend, by the way. So okay. she definitely outdressed me. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna get outdressed, you might as well get outdressed by women. Did you have any? Uh, and again, the big dog check, and then we'll get to sports in a second. Two guys and a mic. If anybody was at the. U2 concert or wants to comment on it? Well, again, uh, we'll get to sports talk in just a second. 888-463-6748. Did you come across or cite any uh, famous people, Chicago area athletes, et cetera, et cetera, at Soldier Field last night? Um, actually, you know what? I, I, I don't I don't recall, Coach, but I, I have to admit I, I had a little bit too much fun last night. I don't really recall anything. <laughs> Well, you, you've done a pretty good job of recalling the concert and what has happened thus far. You were you were on a roll up until I, I, I have to admit I, I did not even look. Okay. I wasn't looking, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to assume there were plenty there. Okay, but I, I was focused on the stage and the music. So you didn't so, even realize that the guy touching your thigh next to you was actually ex uh, Fox News sportscaster Dan Jiggets. You were that inebriated. 
Uh, Coach, he, I, he did cuddle up to me. I did. I could feel it when he had that gut up against me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot but to I, cuddle I, up I, to I really with the Dan Jenkins. I, I really didn't mind because they were playing with or without you at the, with or without you at the time. And it was kind of an emotional moment. I got to start listening to you two more often. Yeah, my girlfriend listened to the words of with or without uh-huh. you. And she's like, this is exactly about us. She's like, I can't stand you. But then again, I can't be without you. Interesting. Yeah, that, pretty much, that pretty much thumbs up right there. Okay. So I I, like, you know, I know you two's popular. I've heard their music, but I've never gotten. I'm sorry. You know, I, I know they're like, you know, like the number one group. I need to, I need to get into the uh, the lyrics and the music of a U2 more. Well, I apologize. I don't, know, I don't know which one you should start on, but how about this? How about you just a couple songs that you need to know? The yeah. song Pride. Pride. Do you have any idea what that song's about? What it, it's about? It's about Martin Luther King and the day he got assassinated and what okay. that did to uh, America. Okay. Oh, you hear the song America? Just listen to the song America. You mean you, if you don't love them after hearing that song, the beautiful thing is, Coach, and I, you know, a lot of bands say stuff, they blah, 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 we love your city. I mean, I, the, what uh, Bono was talking about yesterday, uh-huh. he's like, he's like, uh, when we were playing in this, in this date, we were trying to figure out when we wanted to do Chicago. He's like, he's like, cause honestly, uh, Chicago is our most important, uh, mm-hmm. date that we do in America is what he said. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. And I believed him when he said that. He's like, that's why we did it the day after the 4th of July, because if we were going to be anywhere cool. in America, we wanted to be in the heart of America, which is Chicago. Cool. You know, on the 4th of July website yesterday, they did have top 10 patriotic songs of all time, and there was a U2 song in there. And I'm trying to remember which one it if, was. If it isn't Pride in the Name of Love, I, I would be I would be shocked if it wasn't that. Pride in the Name of Love is the song? Yeah, it's about by, the one about Martin Luther King. Okay. So, I and, check or, that out. and I doubt it's America, though. I uh, think it uh, might it might have been America. Okay, I know well, Lee it, Lee Greenwood's um what's this that um now I'm gonna forget the song. That was number one. What's his God bless the USA. Okay. That was number one and then Toby I'm Keith's proud to be an American. Yeah, that, that's a that great one, song. Okay. That's a great song. Toby okay. Keith's a very cool video if you want to watch it, if you want to get teared up and patriotic with a uh, kind of a little soldier and his wife and family video, but Toby Keith's American Soldier oh, that's was the so number great. two. It's a great yes. song, Coach. And, and by you... the way, Toby Keith, a good man, a real, real good man. He's mm-hmm. helped out uh, a really close friend of mine uh, trying to break into the music business. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I like Toby Keith isn't just for show either. He's a good guy. All right. So check out the video if you. And there'll be a couple of teardrops coming, even from the uh, machismo of a, of a big dog, Joe Radwanski. Hey, David, David, David Olson, you are a long time U two guy. You had a couple. Uh, Comments and Bonnie, you're giving me looks like I should be more familiar. Well, they, with I mean, they, yeah, they're the biggest. They've been the biggest band in the world for nearly four yep. decades. Oh boy, now you're yeah. making me feel bad. Yeah, they are, Coach. And I, I know. I mean, you weren't married by 1981 when they hit it big with October. Mm-hmm. You still should. I mean, I understand. You know, you're an old man and you have children and a wife <laughs> and all that stuff. But I mean, you two was up before before you got married and fell in love. Yeah. We tried. We tried to get him for a wedding band. I got, you know, you probably could have done it if you just would have had like some like poor African children there that needed to be fed. They yeah. would have, they would have showed up, fed them, and played some See music. Now you tell would've. me, where were you 19 years ago? It's a good thought. 19 years ago at at what at, at 11 o'clock at night, I was still in college. I would have been in a gutter somewhere, coach. If I would have known you, I would have invite you. I would have got you out of the gutter and got you to my wedding. By the way, I did see a band over the weekend at Taste of Chicago. I think it was, and the band's name, uh-huh. wedding band. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's, That's hilarious okay. because you got a wedding band. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah, exactly. Good. But David, David, so you two, uh, yeah, are, I, I, yeah, make yeah. me feel a little worse. I would start at the beginning and work that's your way to the present. That, that, is what yeah, I do. That, yeah. I mean, I would, I wouldn't start all the way with their first album because I mean, it's it's kind of clunky. Could I go with the best of? You could, but I wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, you you would miss the essence of the band. Yeah, really yeah. If you did that, because I I told you they're just like Pearl Jam where. Their best stuff isn't their most popular stuff that everybody else goes giddy about. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you want to start with war. War? Ooh, I'm not kidding you. I, I, I legitimately, as a 10-year-old kid, I listened to the war album at least 365 times because I listened to it every single day. When I was, every day I listened to that album. Is, but, is war a song? or, or no, the that's, al- a, that, that's their second album. Okay. That's the one that really shot them over the top. Okay, so and, it's not a song. And, no, it's uh, the first song on the album. It is okay. It's the third song on the album, and there and the song. There's a song on there called New Year's Day, and that's the one that everybody like. It blew everybody's mind away. And the song basically is New Year's Day. Like nothing changes on New Year's Day. Every single year, black and white people continue to hate each other. Mm-hmm. Government oppressed people. Uh, people use influence in politics to to keep the keep poor people down, and that's and new, nothing changes on New Year's Day, Coach. That's what it's about. It's like every year, uh, year in and year out, nothing's getting better in the world. It's, it's, it's I gotta, I gotta check this out. It, uh, previously, the most uh, emotional song for me has been, uh, was it Barry Maguire's "Eve of Destruction"? So I might, you know, you two might even go past that. I, I you, well, I, I have to admit, "Eve of Destruction" <laughs> is a pretty good song, coach. Yes, that it is, is a actually. great song, but yeah, it's pretty uh, powerful. And, uh, you know, they, they remain, they, I mean, they, they're getting even stronger. They have never sold out. That's what I love about, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you two sold well, out. Uh, 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 I, uh, point of evidence is the iPod, okay, with, with the Vertigo album. Well, they they sold know, out pretty hardcore with that one. Yeah, okay, now, here's what I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you, and then I understand 100% where you're coming from. But I truly believe that they were trying, they're trying to save rock and roll. Because there, there are how many rock and roll bands, true rock and roll bands out there? How many rock and roll bands besides Pearl Jam and U2 could sell out 80,000 people at, the, at Soldier Field tomorrow if they wanted to? Foo Fighters. And, and, and they, in the previous album, All That You Can't Leave Behind, they wrote a song, and, and one of the lines is, We're the last of the rock stars when hip hop took the big card. And in a time of new media, we're here to save you. So I like I, I think that they're just trying to be the one rock band that can transition from the the what do you call it the whatever graph era to the uh, to the digital era. I mean, mm-hmm. so I mean, I and you are exactly right in terms of what they did, but I think they're more trying to save rock and roll than they are to try to make a buck. They've admitted they're like we're the richest people in the world. We don't need another dime, you know. So I, I it's. That, that's a strange way to look at it if they sold out or not, Dave. That's, that's a discussion for They also wrote anyway. a musical on Broadway. So it's eh, the, the integrity that they once had is not there anymore. Okay. But, but, I, they, but they are still elder statesmen of rock at this point. Well, look, so, look, they can get, so they can have a little leeway. It's not like they're up and coming. They're at the top of the world. And you can only, you know, you, you can only have that integrity so long. Well, and, and it's easy to shoot somebody down when they try something new. And I'm, I'm going to ask you this: Does Pete Townsend have rock and roll integrity? Uh, he's, there's hardly anybody on the planet with, with more rock and roll integrity than Pete Townsend, and, he, and he's writing a Broadway musical right now. And he, by the way, he's already written one that won Tonys. You know, so 
I don't. I. 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 I, get, I, I you know what? what I'm not saying I. Bl- I blame them for doing that. More power to them that they can do that sort of thing like that. But just don't. You know, it's not like. It's not like they're doing it for the artistry anymore. I mean, it, it, it's partially because of the money. You think so? Yeah. I think they've made enough. Okay, so maybe Pearl Jam and Wilcox are the only bands left that don't care about uh, money and they only care about what the, the music they're producing. I mean, heck, Eddie Vedder just did an album with a ukulele. You know what I mean? The whole album. <laughs> you know, he's obviously not trying to sell a lot of albums. He just wanted to have a good time and get a message out. If he, you know, and basically the album's called Me and the Ukulele. I prefer so, to be an idealist like you, even though I'm coming from an uneducated standpoint, big dog, and believe that you too, for the most part. And my good friend Bono is still doing it for um, altruistic reasons. Well, if you really think about it, and when they came out with uh, with their first album, mm-hmm. nobody had a computer. I mean, computers cost fifty five hundred dollars in nineteen eighty, and that's what that's what they cover about twenty thousand dollars nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now I'm doing I'm doing this show from a phone, walking down the street, and as soon as I hang up. This phone could do unbelievable. Coach, I tell you, this new phone that I got, talk about like difference between like 1981 when they made their first level and now. I mean, this phone that I have, my uh, my phone almost died the other day. And, and by the way, if you're a Verizon wireless customer, people, <laughs> go out and update your plan right now. I'm not kidding you, Coach. I have an unlimited package. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious to anybody out there listening. If you have Verizon wireless and you have an unlimited data package, even if you don't need a new phone, you need to go out and buy a new phone and extend your plan because after July 7th, they have no longer have unlimited data, uh, uh, data plans. I'm not kidding, Coach. So what that means is if you have a computer on your phone and you download information, mm-hmm. as soon as you go over three gigabytes, which anybody who's on the train every day and uses a cell phone will go over in about an hour. So now is this, uh, is, is about $5,000 a year on your phone bill, and I'm not kidding. Uh, Verizon Wireless is either going to go out of business soon or they're going to make so much money to hand over a fist. It's unbelievable. So I'm, I'm telling you, if you have a Verizon Wireless okay. package, you want to go up by tomorrow and make sure you update. No, we're not going to get in trouble for releasing. This is not insider information you're it giving to our listeners, I hope. It is insider information. Ugh. It is, and I know about it. So I, All right. I went into the store the other day, and after I bought the phone, the guy told me, you're lucky you did this before July 7th. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I knew, and I'm not going to tell you how I knew, but I'll just tell me that the guy behind the counter told me. How about that? At the Verizon Wireless. And by the way, he gave me unbelievable service. If there's anybody from Verizon Internal Affairs, I want to bust a dude. He was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Get me a customer. There it but is. This, coach, this phone that I have, just think about how unbelievable this is. Okay? I know you're going to be like, oh, Joel, you don't need that. Well, this phone is so unbelievable, I can go to this company called Cheese Gear Mode. And it has, uh, it has, uh, destination stuff and then when i get this stuff i just i'm just saying i'm walking down michigan avenue coach and i take my phone and i hold it up and i point it down the, down michigan avenue just say i'm standing on the corner of michigan and wacker and i part it mm-hmm. part it north okay okay i'm not kidding you i'll be looking on the left of the rigby building and on the right i'll be looking at the tribune tower well if i look at my phone there'll be a cartoon version of the rigby building on the left and the tribune tower on the right and if i click on the tribune tower it'll give me the whole history of it Okay, you see what I'm getting at? Yep. I can still hold the camera up and walk down the street, and the and all the the, the graphics will move to what I'm pointing at. And that would be true in every city. I mean, is it, it not just it's, Chicago based? Any any historic building in the world will be in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and it's also got Bing and Google Search. 
So just say I, I so I had it on history at that time. So I can just walk around, and if there's like any type of important building whatsoever, I can just point my phone at that building, and it'll give me all the information about the building. I don't even have to click on anything, Coach. You see what I'm getting at? This is how unbelievable this phone is. It knows where I'm at at all times. At the same time, it's got Stargazer. I point it up at the, at the, at the sky. Mm-hmm. It'll tell me the exact star I'm looking at. Okay. If I want to find a star, I put it in there, and it'll point my phone directly to where I need to be, and it'll wow. show me where that star is in the sky. Wow. Pretty amazing. Okay. And so just say, if I don't want to find the history, I want to find the star, just say I'm, like, really hungry. I can say I want to eat pizza. And I'm not kidding. I can just hold my phone up, and it'll an arrow will point to where the pizza restaurants are that I'm at. <laughs> I mean, I mean, forget, like, oh, you type it in, and it gives me the address. I just hold the phone up, and there's an arrow that shoots. And as soon as it'll get to it, I'll go to Bastomato's Pizza. They have really good deep dish. It'll give you a whole wow. history of everything. Wow. I mean, isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, that is pretty amazing. Du- double thumbs up from the big dog today for the U2 concert and for the current Verizon wireless uh, cell phone. That is so, amazing. You know, it's- so it's a band that started when people used to buy records, okay, and eight tracks, uh-huh. and nobody had a cell phone. And now they're in an era where guys like me do a radio show via hopefully Skype soon. I got to talk to David about that off here because I, I do have Skype mobile. So I, David's going to fix. So even though I'm kind of in the digital era, I, I still need David Olson to walk, you know, baby step me through everything. Uh, so to me, that explains a little bit of how the, like, the world has changed since they've been the biggest rock band in the world. They were the biggest rock band in the world when you used to buy a record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, either Zemmer or Pearl Jammer are the biggest rock band in the world now. And, Nobody buys records anymore. As a matter of fact, nobody buys anything. You just get it free, downloaded up on, off the Internet. So. <laughs> and considering that I have my entire U2 collection on my iPod, I will be more than happy to give you my U2 CDs, Coach. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Cool, I, I don't have an iPod, so you know, I'm still... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're welcome to them. Yeah. I know. They rock out in the first album, and then all of a sudden you start getting into... Every album starts gets, it just gets better and better and better. And I'm even one of those guys, Dave, that I absolutely, uh, uh, what was the album, uh, Zuropa with, like, with Numb and all those other, I love that album. I was like the only guy on the planet that liked that. Well, no, 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 that wasn't the one. Pop is the one that nobody liked. And I really liked that album a lot. Oh, I loved Pop. That was the one I was talking about with Numb, and there's so many good songs on that. That was, I think that was the time when they went through their taking drugs phase. Every band goes through it. Except they were able to make extra albums after they went through it. You know, mm-hmm. most most bands get all drugged out in their first couple albums, and then they get clean, and then they make really good music, like later on in life. Mm-hmm. Well, they were like clean, and but drunkards, and then they then they're around for fifteen years, and all of a sudden they start taking all kinds of whacked out drugs, <laughs> and they they come out with that album popping. Like mo- like Coach YouTube fans lost their mind because they like put the guitar down and they come up with like synthesizers and stuff, and people who love you too like lost their mind. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. I'll never buy another album. Yeah, but I'll go to the concert. You know, so. What's it called? Pop? P-O-P? Yep. Okay. Have to check that out. Yeah, it was, it was more, it, it, they went techno, like completely techno. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a real huge departure, and the fans hated it. But it was mm-hmm. it was a, it was an unbelievable album. It really yeah, was. Yeah, but, but the, the songs, the lyrics were incredible. And, it, and what the heck, they took a chance. How many other bands do that? Other, we have a formula. We're going to stick to it. You know, like the big hair band formula. We have to have a rock out song, same mm-hmm. with Bad Boys. Then we have to have a cheesy love song with a great guitar solo in the middle of it. And then we have to have another rock out song. You know, they they don't do it like that, Coach. They really do whatever they want to do. One so. time you actually, they had five concert in the, concerts in the city, and you went to all five. I remember a buddy of mine did the same thing for Springsteen. 
They were doing like three or four concerts. He went each and every single night. Who, if you had to rate who was bigger, who was more significant, I know you're comparing greatness and greatness, Big Dog, but uh, you two versus Springsteen. Well, you know, it's funny you said that because I have to admit, if you talk Bruce Springsteen 1984, mm-hmm. 1985, for that like 18 months, 24 months, yep. that may have been as big as any rock and roll guy has been in history. I'm not talking Elvis, but since like 1970. I, I mean, legitimately, I think they handed, I mean, don't forget, Peter Frampton also was one of those guys that people, oh, Peter Frampton, for about a year, they handed out Peter Frampton albums in high school. You guys, you, you registered for high school and they gave you a Peter Frampton album in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. That's what they used to do. But you know, Springsteen in like 84, <laughs> 85, even my mom liked it. You know what I mean? That was, that was about as popular as anybody gets, but they're not even close in terms of longevity. You know, so mm-hmm. I would still have to give my, the, the nod to, to, uh, you too. And you know what? Bruce Springsteen's still putting out music. And there's really hardly any fanfare about it. Where if YouTube puts out an album, yep. they sell 500,000 copies on the first day of it. Springsteen's band, by the way, just lost their long time. Was he the uh, saxophone player, right? Clarence yeah. Claiborne, something like that? Sound like Clarence? a Clarence? What's that? Clarence Clemens. Clemens. Yep. I almost said Clarence Tarter, which would have been a total travesty, and I'm well, glad I didn't. Think. I said Clarence Claiborne, and it was a total travesty, so. Well, uh, Clarence Clemens, did you know that he played football at the University of Illinois? I, I didn't, but in reading some of the bio uh, upon his death, I did find that out. So that was surprising. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was a very good athlete and then went into music a little bit later in his career. Yeah, so yeah, he's a big dude. You've ever saw that guy live? He yes. was like 6'5", like 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. He was a massive man. And he, and he would sit down, right, most of the time? And then right. occasionally for the solo, he'd stand up and you're like, whoa, that's a big dude. I, n- I never saw Springsteen in concert. That's uh, something I wish I, I would have done mm-hmm. was uh, see them. of like a great band. Well, no, I take that back because I did see Bruce Springsteen at Woodstock in 1994. Mm-hmm. He was uh, okay. Him and Dylan came out together. Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen on the same stage. That's that was bad. pretty cool, Coach. That's <laughs> that was bad. one thing I will never forget. So. That's not bad. A couple of rock icons right there. Big Dog reporting live from the TalkZone.com for the U2 concert last night. We take a little break from sports and talk about the music of U2. Outstanding. 80,000 people. Was the crowd Was the crowd uh, well-behaved coming in? How was the security, Big Dog, uh, everything? No uh, fisticuffs, no problems with the crowd? No, no. Like I said, there's a couple bands you can go to and never, ever, okay. ever see a problem. And, and honestly, Coach, uh, uh, they're one of them. They, were, they really are one mm-hmm. of them. But I didn't see one incident all day long. I saw a lot of drunken people. and I, I, A lot of people were uh, burning rope in the crowd. But uh, no fisticuffs. Very mm-hmm. peaceful atmosphere, Coach. Okay. wonder if Lovey Smith was there. You know, NFL, been, coach. NFL lockout, nothing else to do. There might have been Lovey, right? I think three times during the U2 concert, Lovey tried to call a timeout. Just <laughs> running up and down the sidelines. He's getting a little bit lonely, but uh, that's outstanding. But, no, I'm glad you were able to enjoy it. Glad you were able to get tickets, box seats, et cetera. And uh, uh, what's your buddy's name? Oh, Dominic, right? Yeah, I don't know if he's my buddy. He says, I met him there. All right. I charmed him enough to have him invite us up to the box instead of have us sit in the seats he sold us, so that was pretty cool. And I'm assuming Dominic is a uh, brand-new listener to the two guys at a mic show. You were spreading the truth last night once again? Oh, I, I got a Coach, I was spreading the truth everywhere, but yeah, I don't think anybody was really paying attention. They were so transfixed on the music. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, was there a lead-up band or not? Uh, yeah, Interpool. Are you kidding me? One of the, without a doubt, one of the top ten bands in the world, and their opening for U2 was awesome. You know, Inter- so like, Interpol. Yeah, they're uh, international police. 
Okay. So imagine Coldplay, but less cheesy. <laughs> it's an interesting description. Okay. No, I, okay. I, I, I know. I think David Olson is a big fan of Coldplay. I was just giving him a mm-hmm. hard time. So my wife actually was. A, I don't know if she currently is, but was a big fan of Coldplay. Okay. Well, then your wife has to love you too, right? What's that? I, I you 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 get one of those CDs from from David. You put on okay. uh, you put on some U two when you get home later on tonight, mm-hmm. Coach. Okay. You, you might want to bring the little blue pill if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, what are they, the modern-day Barry White? Uh, almost. Well, okay. I mean, can women just go crazy over Bono. They, ah! <laughs> he just walks around. They start, I'm yeah. not kidding you. He walked from backstage because we, we were sitting behind the stage, which you had just as good a view as you were in front of it because mm-hmm. it was a lounge stage. But we were really close to the bottom. He walks out, and I'm not kidding you, every single woman in our section freaked out except for mine because she didn't know what was going on. But uh, as soon as she saw him, she's like, Wow. So it's pretty funny. It's not, you know, it's not. He's, he's actually a pretty ordinary-looking guy. His presence is somewhat. It's not like he has this tremendous charisma, tremendous presence, tremendous good looks. It's just the power of the music that is the main draw, Big Dog. Or is there some look I'm missing? It, it's got to be the power. I, I have two words for you to explain the whole oh. situation. Okay, Mick Jagger. That may be the ugliest, well, freakingest-looking dude on the planet. Yes. Yeah, but but Mick Jagger, is, you know, especially in the younger days, he had there there was a little presence there, there was a little spark, there was a little charisma. He was different. Bono is is everyday man, more and, and, more so than a Mick- man that were wearing a ten thousand dollar leather jacket. Well, yeah. <laughs> good point. Yeah, no, no. Well, I see what you're saying though. Yeah. I, he's not that beautiful. I, like Mick Jagger's so ugly that maybe that kind of turned women on. Mm-hmm. Look at the way he moves. It's- <laughs> All right, let's move on from the YouTube concert. Big Dog and the Coach bringing it at you here. Two guys at a mic show. I'm glad you're able to join us after a uh, a long extended night, mostly enjoyable. Big Dog, the parts that you can remember at least. 888-463-6748, the phone number, Dog and a Coach, at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Had a little baseball action while you were enjoying you too, Big Dog. Uh, your Chicago Cubs are losing 3-2, to two and the White Sox knocked off by Kansas City. Five to three. The Sox trying to climb over 500, dog, but uh, they can't seem to get over the top. You think it's a matter of time? I, they've got you, Coach. You know, you know, we've been talking about this the last couple of years. The White Sox always start out horribly, and then and then we're and then I'm always like, don't worry, Coach. They got the most talent in the division. Mm-hmm. And then usually by the middle of June, I'll say something like, Wow, you know, eventually it's not what your team what you think you can be is how your team is playing and this team is playing like garbage so maybe they're not that good of a team and then as soon as i say that they win 28 out of 32 games do you know what i mean so that's what i'll have to say if the Sox fans really they're done this is what they are they're going to be right around 500 all year they have no chance for the division mm-hmm. after 86 87 games you got to figure that's what they are not what they're what not what they should be i would expect the white Sox to go on a tear <laughs> You did that just for effect, huh? Yes, I did. Yeah, they're still only what three and a half, four games out of first place, uh, forty-three and forty-four game back of five hundred. Don't forget they had the had the miserable start where people were counting them out, saying forget about it. They are too far behind. But because Cleveland came back to the pack, Detroit didn't quite run away with them. The White Sox they haven't gone on one of those big streaks, big dog, but they've kind of methodically, you know, that three out of five. Four out of seven, and, and just slowly have crept their way back into it. But we do have to remember they're still an under 500 team. 
Well, if they can continue to win three out of five games, Coach, mm-hmm. they're going to be awfully good. They'll be all right. That's that's a, that's a, a, they're going to be fine if they can win three out of five games mm-hmm. consistently the rest of the way. Another home run for uh, Paul Canerco, Adam Dunn, who looked like he was breaking out of the slump on Sunday. Sox stands thinking maybe, maybe I should say Monday, 4th of July, and then he comes back yesterday with an 0 for 5, three more strikeouts, so that hurts. Uh, what about, we didn't bring it up uh, yesterday, Big Dog, real quick with the All-Star nominations, the All-Star selections. Paul Canerco not picked for the team. He might make it as an ad endum, but uh, I guess first base is just a loaded position in the American League. Okay, Coach, I, I, I do realize it is. But Paul Kirkland's having one of the best years in the American League. I don't yep. care how loaded it is. Yep. I don't care if some other teams you have to figure out, oh, we got to make sure we get a Tampa Bay Ray and we get a Royal and all that. But there's a couple, there's a handful of guys that after the starters are voted in, you don't even look at that situation. And Paul Kirk is one of those guys mm-hmm. that should have just been on the roster, period. Yep. Are you kidding me? Besides Adrian Gonzalez, who's having a better year as a first baseman in the American League? And if you tell me Mark Teixeira, I'm going to have to disagree with you because Mark Teixeira is hitting about 255, even though he's got 25 home runs and he's got as many RBIs as Canerco. If Paul Canerco was uh, batting or playing first bat in the middle of the Yankees lineup right now, he'd still be hitting 325. He would still have 20 homers, you know, and he'd have probably 75 RBIs instead of 50 right now, and that's no joke. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I I don't understand how he didn't make it. It's uh, he's up and down a tough man, but I got to tell it like it is. Uh, Paul Canerco is one of the best players in baseball the last couple of years, and uh, he needed to be on the team. But luckily, the like the fans will vote him in, coach, and, and he'll be on the team. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the like most years, you know, like like this, I love to add in things, keeps people interested in the All Star games, keeps people going to MLB.com and all that stuff. You know, it's all marketing. We all know that, but uh, but. Uh, Honestly, I don't think I've ever remembered a year where the the voting for this was so clear-cut, without a doubt. If Paul Canerco doesn't get 100% of the votes on there, people are out of their mind. I'm not kidding you. There's, he's so far and above the other four guys that are that, uh, that are determined whether or not mm-hmm. they should vote him on. So It's kind of funny. Well, you had, first of all, first base is loaded. Adrian Gonzalez, leading MVP candidate. Miguel Cabrera has just been an unbelievable Hitter for the most part has had a couple of slumps, but he's been great for the Detroit Tigers. But you got Mark to really, really two of the top five MVP candidates, Mark Teixeira and Paul Canerco, don't even make the All Star team. I don't even think Teixeira's on the the addendum ballot, right? Oh, I, I yeah, maybe he isn't. I know he's definitely not. If he's on the team, I know he's not on yeah. the addendum ballot. He's not so. second second in home runs, second in RBI is not good enough for the All Star game, but. Uh, you know, I guess they're overloaded on first base, but I, I do say the baseball star game is one of the. I enjoy the NBA a little bit, NFL, forget about it, NHL, forget about it. I do enjoy the Tuesday spectacular that is the baseball all star game. Yeah, coach, I, 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 it's the only one that, uh, that you know that I, I really like, and I like mm-hmm. that it means something. I know people freak out over the fact that home field advantage is decided by this game, but I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. That doesn't bother me, but yeah, it's a big game. It's important, and and uh, people should be uh, accredited for getting there. Now, do you think they should change uh, the fact that every team gets one, or do you and go, do they, should they go with the top thirty players, or do you like the way it is? You take one player for every team, yeah, and then you throw out the rest of it. I'm not strong on either side of that argument, quite frankly. I, you know, I kind of like. Each team being represented, but then you see some injustices where guys get in and guys don't get in. So, quite frankly, I'm uh, I'm still battling the gray matter in that particular issue. Uh, I understand. Yeah, it's just it's just weird seeing Matt Joyce as an American League All Star. Mm-hmm. Paul Canerco's got to fight his way on. 
Mm-hmm. So some stuff doesn't add up, and that's one of. By the way, after a I think a ten year run, your good friend and a friend of the show Ichiro Suzuki, not making the All Star time uh, All Star team for the first time in ten years, it'll be weird seeing an All Star game without Ichiro. Yeah, and I know he's not had a, a very good season. No. He's had he's had by far his uh, his only average season. Every other yep. season he's had in the major leagues has been has been a great season. You know, this is the first time he hasn't been great, so it's, it's a little weird seeing that. Mm-hmm. All right, next and uh, this weekend is the All Star break, right? Next Tuesday, yeah, All Star yeah, so game. Monday we have Man. the Home Run Derby, woo, and All Star game, and then Wednesday with nothing to do with. That's like that. That Wednesday, you have no idea. My girlfriend doesn't even know it yet, but we're going out on a, like a, a romantic date. Coach. Shh, don't tell her. If you want, if you want to keep a secret, this show is a good place to go to. Yeah, no, okay, that's a good point. I don't think anybody will tell her. Hey, by the way, one of our emailers wants to know, was Adam Dunn invited to the uh, Home Run Derby? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, Coach. I, I think uh, that he's going to get thrown at if he goes and actually hits. <laughs> It'll be the first time a, a, a guy thrown into a Home Run Derby practice actually backs Char- the guy off the plate. First time a batter has ever charged the mound against a batting practice pitcher. Yeah, and he'll swing and miss that guy at the, at the pitcher, too. <laughs> Three more strikeouts yesterday. Cubs lose in a one-run ball game, Big Dother. Playing decent baseball, cannot get big hits when they count. The Really, the batting has been, it's been struggling all year long. And, again, not playing bad baseball. They're not getting killed, but they are losing, and they can't get over the top come crunch time. Another tough defeat yesterday. Yeah, and they just stupid errors. That, that Jeff Baker throw into the outfield yep. yesterday, just this. A lot of just like, yeah, you know, they're playing right now where every little thing that can go wrong mm-hmm. goes wrong, and that little thing, just that little tiny thing is what ends up beating them. Yep. You know what I mean? And, well, you know, you know uh, all that happened in the first inning, and they gave up three runs in the first inning. Big Dog, once your pitcher writes himself and shuts him down, and then the rest of the bullpen does their job, the hitter's got to come through. Yeah. You know, the fielding a little bit, the pitching a little bit, to me, it's it's the hitters need to start opening things up a little bit for the beloved. No, no, you're exactly right. Uh, they need to hit in the clutch. Shorten up. Go back up the middle. Mm-hmm. Do something. Everybody's trying to hit a five-run home run every time they walk up to the plate. Yep. Once again, the doctoral staff of the Chicago Cubs kept very busy as Ryan Dempster out with an injured core. Maceus Mate. How do you pronounce that? Mateo? Mateo. Mateo, who was actually pitching decent. He now goes on the 15 DL. Carlos uh, Zambrano, he's on the DL list. And uh, Jeff Baker went out of the game with a bad back injury. It's unbelievable, Big Dog, but the injuries continue to concur for the beloved Chicago Cup. Yeah, they just keep piling up and piling up. It's, yep. it's, uh, it's a little disappointing, but I knew where this season was going. So mm-hmm. the way I look at it is just get to see more young kids, more rookies that are going to be the future of this team. Let's get them some time up. Major League roster, Coach. We may have to call in our uh, in-studio athletic specialist, our uh, doctoral specialist, Dr. Arno Schwarzenegger. We haven't talked to him for a while, Big Doug. It might be uh, time for a call. Yeah, he's excellent. You know what? Actually, yeah. he probably should be the new Cubs trainer. Couldn't do worse. Couldn't do because they're not doing a very good job keeping him healthy right now. And the best part about calling Dr. Schwarzenegger is you get to spend some quality time over the phone, maybe even in-studio with his uh, nurse. Uh, what's her name? Gisela? Yeah, Ooh, wow. Wow. That's the only, David, we've been to the doctor's office. There's like 18 people waiting in the waiting room with Gisela as the, the front office lady. There. And there's only like five of them have an actual appointment. It's unbelievable. Waiting room, a very popular. Well, I'm assuming Gisela still works there, Big Dad. We haven't touched base in a while. 
Maybe she's moved up in the world. Who knows? Uh, well, I guarantee if she's still doing the Sharon Stone version of a secretary, you know, <laughs> there's still going to be 15 people waiting on that, yeah. in, that, in that room. Now, if that doesn't work anymore, Schwarzenegger will uh, put in a higher counter, so that's that's not a problem anymore. That's not an issue. Yeah, they, they built that up about six, seven inches. Thank you very much. Hey, real quick on the baseball front, and then we want to get to uh, Tour de France of the World Cup. But just to finish up baseball yesterday, Boston knocked off Toronto 3-2, to a little ninth-inning win. I, you don't hear about these anymore, Big Dog, but a game actually won by an outfielder throwing a runner out at home. We've talked about that's a lost skill, but that's how the Red Sox won yesterday. Toronto trying to score in the outfield. I think Darren McDonald. Guns him oh, down okay. uh, from the outfield, so that was that was kind of nice to see. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the kid that took over for Carl Crawford. Now that he's got the the groin issue, coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's it's funny. Everybody for Boston, you know, if your name's like Jed Lowry or Darren McDonald or Jacoby you know, Ellsbury, uh, yeah, all the guys that you didn't expect to have a big year this year have been killing the ball for the mm-hmm. Red Sox. Yankees knocked off Cleveland 9. The two big dog going through some rough uh, cell area there. The story, CC Sabathia, 11 strikeouts. Uh, Curtis Granderson, two home runs. He has just been on a tear first half of the season. Another top five MVP guy. And Alex Rodriguez, big dog, got a couple of hits. He's only four hits away from the illustrious 3,000 mark. So pretty impressive for the Yankees all around. You mean Derek Jeter, coach? Yeah, what did I say? Okay. Uh, uh, Alex Rodriguez. He's going to get 3,000 hits, yeah. by the way, Alex Rodriguez. Derek Jeter. Uh, yeah, so two more hits for him. He's at, yeah, he's, hopefully he gets that soon. And uh, I was listening to Joe McGrain yesterday in the MLB Network, and mm-hmm. I, think, I thought he summed up it perfectly. He says when Derek Jeter gets that 3,000 hit, I hope it's a line drive rocket to right field like yep. uh, about 100 or 1,000 of his other hits have been. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, as a signature play, that should be it. Yeah, that's one of the real milestones in Major League Baseball, 3,000 hits. So uh, we'll see if Jeter gets that. Best game yesterday, I didn't get to watch it, so a little bit of the highlights, and there wasn't many hitting highlights. But how about Anaheim and Detroit? One to nothing game. Justin Verlander and Dan Heron, two of the top ten in the American League. Big Dog Heron outduels Verlander. They got a run in the second inning, a one nothing game. Anaheim victorious, and the Angels, by the way, on an absolute roll. Oh, they, they are, Coach. Uh, they, you know, uh, remember we were talking early in the year, we were like, wow, because the Angels were so bad the first month, and they weren't playing social-style bubble. You know, they were committing a lot of errors. Pitchers were walking uh, on tons of batters, and all of a sudden they're playing social-style all of a sudden, which mm-hmm. which basically means they catch it, they throw it over the plate, and, uh, you know, they hit in the clutch. So the, the Angels are back, Coach. Not too much of a surprise. They've got a really nice starting staff. Mm-hmm. Good old-fashioned one nothing ball game with two great pitchers, too. That's pretty impressive. Uh, National League, St. Louis knocks off Cincinnati. Dusty Baker, Cincinnati team below 500. Now, don't you forget, they were the favorites to win the NL Central Division. Some thought maybe uh, the best challenge to the Philadelphia Phillies. They've been a dud so far. Cardinals, 8-1. to Pujols is back, big dog. The fracture wrist. Mending way ahead of schedule, but Albert Pujols back as a pinch hitter. Matt Holliday jacks a three-run homer and always good in St. Louis. Yeah, the, the, see, the thing is with, with Pujols, coach, it was a forearm. It wasn't a wrist. That's okay. why he's back so quick. And uh, so he's going to be he's going to be in the lineup today. And just as a baseball fan, it's it's good to have Albert Pujols back. Even though mm-hmm. you know, I know I'm a Dyer Cup fan, but I don't know. I just it's like, mm-hmm. especially in a year when the Cubs aren't good. That's the last year I'd want Albert Pujols getting hurt. No, 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 I agree. I want to see Pools play for St. Louis, and if we're going to beat him, 
Let's beat them when they're when they're at their best. We will see. I know we got a few more Cubs Cardinal series down the road. Uh probably the quietest good team in baseball. Big Dome won again yesterday. They're on another mini roll. That's the Atlanta Braves. Five to three. Freddie Freeman, Dan Ugla with home runs. They're fifty one and thirty six, only four games back of Philadelphia. The Braves, uh shh, don't tell anybody, but a pretty darn good team. Yeah, and Freddie Freeman, their their rookie first baseman mm-hmm. is is maybe the hottest player in baseball. He's got, what, about five home runs over the last five games? I mean, he's killing the ball lately, Coach, and uh, he's the guy that's supposed to be even better than Jason Hayward, and that's kind of that's some, that's some big expectations, but he's looked like it. He's been phenomenal for them. Got some good young talent in that Atlanta Brave, too. Don't forget Bobby Cox, no longer the manager of that ball club, right? What is it, Freddie Gonzalez? Uh, Freddie Gonzalez, Coach. Yeah. Took over the team. All right, the Braves doing very, very well. Philadelphia knocked off Florida 14-2, to so the Phillies continue to roll. Finally, we got to talk about the Philadelphia's compatriot in the fine state of Pennsylvania. Big deal, the Pittsburgh Pirates win again yesterday. They move up to second place. They're a game and a half out of first against St. Louis. The amazing thing about everything I just said, it's not three weeks into the season. We're actually like two and a half months in. Yeah, and uh, I think every single fan in, in baseball is – if you're a baseball fan, you're rooting mm-hmm. for the Pirates this year because, I mean, they're, they're doing it the right way. It's a fun team to watch, Coach. Real fun team to watch. And, and they're and, selling uh, out, dog. They're selling out. Remember how you criticized the Pittsburgh Pirate fan? All of a sudden, I think the last five home games, including yesterday, 36,000-plus PNC Park sold out. So the fans in Pittsburgh have rediscovered Pirate baseball. Yeah, and that's a big thumbs up to them. And, yep. Coach, I'm, I'm happy because, I mean, I, I want to see success over there, and it's cool. And, uh, they're coming out and supporting the team. Well, I was reading uh, Sports Illustrated uh, a couple of days ago, Big Dog, and they got an article in there on the 1971 Pittsburgh Pirate World Series team that beat the Baltimore Orioles. It was just fun to read about some of the old Pittsburgh Pirate names, the Steve Blast, the Dave Justies, the Richie Hebners, guys like that. Davey, a 23-year-old Davey Cash. It was, uh, boy, some of those Pirate teams from days going by. The current modern baseball fans, the kids today, they got no idea, but there is great tradition in Pittsburgh with pirate baseball. Great tradition. You didn't even name Clemente and Starchel. Yep. Okay. That was that was a pretty good team. Those uh yeah, the the sixties and seventies Pirates were mm-hmm. great teams. Heck the Pirates uh, you know, in the the aughts, the teens, the twenties were them and the Cubs were the best teams in, in the National League, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And don't forget that Manny Sanguian behind the plate. We don't want to forget about Manny. Remember he had the he would catch with what Almost like in a knee down position, one leg out, resting on. I thought Tony Pena started that. You say uh, Manny? I think so. That? Check out. I don't know if there's any videos, but Manny Sanguian was the first that really had that unique stance. Pena, I think, took it to a different level, though. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. Pena used to do that, and mm-hmm. it just it looked it was strange looking. Yeah. Little baseball round him up, wrap him up, uh, right on top of the U two discussion. Big dog and a coach, two guys and a mic show. We got to get real quick to some titillating tidbits, news and notes, amongst which the Tour de France. Big dog completes stage four. Now, I didn't see this, but I found it interesting. A photo finish in stage four. A wow. Photo finish. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. And a couple of big names. Caleb, not Caleb Haney, but Kadel. I'm sorry, Kadel Evans. Uh, and a photo finish win stage four over our good friend Alberto Contador. So that's pretty cool, a photo finish. But still wearing the yellow jersey, Big Dog is Thor Hushoud from uh, Norway. Oh, oh, luckily. Yep. Just as long as he still has a coach, I know I can sleep all right tonight. <laughs> Feel free to say no, by the way, but is there is there anything greater in sports 
the wearing the yellow jersey, mid, may say, stage eight or stage nine of the Tour de France. Truly one of the great honors in sports. Yeah, wearing it stage nine or ten. Yeah. I would say that's a little bit more important. Okay. By the way, I prefaced it by saying feel free to say no. I did. <laughs> uh, any chance one of the many stages of the Tour de France, one day you will wear a yellow shirt out there, Big Dog, in honor thereof? Considering how much I bike, Coach, I, I I don't think it's that far out of the question, mm-hmm. as long as it's the downhill section of the Tour de France. Okay. I remember I asked you that question on the morning break show about five years ago, and your girlfriend at the time said some comment about, like, the way you do laundry, you couldn't help but wear a yellow shirt. (laughs) Maybe that was someone else. 888-463-6748. Phone lines open. Big Dog and a coach at your service up until 11 o'clock. Tour de France, Stage 5 today. World Cup soccer completes today, Big Dog. The qualifying rounds. The U.S. plays Sweden today, 145 I know you're going to disagree with me, but in a in a minor sense, the pressure's off because they're in the final eight. But uh, this is a big game against Sweden at 145 today. Yeah, I, I think it's really important for them to, to play well to avoid to win to avoid Brazil mm-hmm. and to play well to continue the streak run because they've played phenomenal football the first two games, especially the last game and a half. The first half of the first game may be a little tentative, yep. trying not to lose. But as soon as they got that, they shook that off. They've, they've played phenomenal the last three halves. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I coach, I, I do think it's important. I, I know if you go on, a, if you're going to win the World Cup, you got to win three games. You got to beat Brazil anyways. But I would rather be facing them in the finals. Than the Show you round. what a what a fan I am, big dog. Australia, Norway, about to play, and that's going to be the battle for second place in Brazil's bracket. That's who the U.S. may play. I got that game on tape. So that I can talk educatedly and maybe, uh, educatedly, thank you very much, and give our fine coach, Pia Sundhage, a scouting report. I'm going to watch the Australia-Norway game to get a preview of coming attractions of who the U.S. could be playing. No, I'm, all, I'm all about the World Cup right now. It's funny that you say that because I tape uh, the halftime shows and the postgame just to get Monica Gonzalez on, on the tube. I haven't, oh you must be watching different shows than me because my halftime I get... Uh, I get Brandy Chastain and ex-U.S. men's coach, women's coach, head coach, Tony DeCiccia. Tony DeCicco. God bless you. Was he the head coach for that winning team? Yeah, Tony DeCicco was the head coach he was for the, the 1999 head coach. World Cup champion. You know who he is? He's the second coming of Jim Valvano, both in look and personality. Yeah, yeah that's that's exactly who he is, coach. Yeah. He's uh, like, you know, uh, you know, Italians were made to do a few things. <laughs> okay? Uh like uh, self-protection to people that if they don't buy, they kill, mm-hmm. and and become great football and basketball coaches. What about soccer coaches in the case of Tony DeCiccio? Well, it depends on how you pronounce football or football. <laughs> or DeCiccio. Or DeCicco. <laughs> you look at the guy, too. He's about 5'7", weighs 160 pounds, and I swear 80 of that 160. Just like Jimmy Valvano, half of his weight is in his head. You know, I know what else That's I a large melon. I've, I've noticed that when Brandy Chastain is doing an inner, like do, doing the analysis, yep. when Chico isn't there, yep. she's like much more open and she's more dominant in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then whenever her former coach is there, she's like quiet, laid back, and totally lets him do all the talking. It's really weird. It's like it's still a coach-player relationship. Interesting, because I I haven't seen her without the uh, aforementioned Tony DeCiccio. Well, you, you but you're you right watch, with with Tony, she's brutal. You you need to watch more of it because. Okay. She's doing all right, especially with the cheat going around, and you just got to see Monica Gonzalez. Okay. Uh, I, uh, Coach, I, 
She's the captain <laughs> of the Mexican team for like the last eight years, and uh-huh. I, I don't know how I've missed this. And, and I would have been a fan of the Mexican national team if I would have known. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, I will make sure not to fast forward to the halftime and check out Monica Gonzalez. Okay, uh, good. Big dog, we got to wrap it up. Any you going to any rock concerts tonight uh, that we we need to be aware of, or is tonight a rest night? Um, I I have I'm on the lookout to try to find out where Eddie Vedder will be playing tonight. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. He's in Chicago. Okay. And he always shows up at some like a hole in the wall bar and just starts brings the guitar and starts playing. And people Hint. are like, "Isn't that the biggest rock star in the world?" Yes, that's Eddie Vedder, and he's in our bar playing the guitar. He's done it every single night this week. Hint. Every, King. Every night this week, and I don't know where he was at last night, so I'll have to find out. But I think my inside sources tell me tonight, Kingston Mines. Is that what you heard? That's Thursday? what. I, that's no, not seriously. Just, okay. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, because that really isn't a hole in the wall bar. You know, so. well, that, that's a place a guy like that would show up. All right, Big Dog, great job. Uh, good stuff coming from the U2 concert. Behave yourself. We'll talk to you at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Get some rest, okay? I shall. Goodbye, everybody. Beautiful. Big Dog, check it in. We will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. Get outside. Enjoy the fresh air. Go for a run. Go for a bicycle ride. It's summer in the fine city of Chicago. We will talk to you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Don't be late for the big dog and the coach signing off.